0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock but you know what? I'll make this argument at any desk in this building from the well, from the chair. I'll make it on every street corner in this country that Washington must change. We have to break the cycle. We have to break the fever.
2: Florida rep <laughs> Matt Gates on the reasons why he led the charge to oust former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. My name is Nigel Jason Hammer. Right over there, news breaking during our show yesterday. Oh, man, it was a fun show. And I'm serious. I'm, I have fun with his crap. I do, too. <laughs> I mean, like, there's some people right now probably, like, shrugging their shoulders. Eh, whatever. I'm sure they'll get another House speaker. But the question is, who's it going to be? Well, we've
3: already got one name in the mix. Representative Jim Jordan from Ohio. He's officially said he's in it to win it now. I like So, it. yesterday... I started thinking about this because so many people were saying, this is chaos. I can't believe what's going on. It's a uh, it's a nightmare for the Republicans.
2: And I was one of those people just because of the initial shock, of the, the initial uh, reaction that I had to uh, the real-time news that was coming in. That was my reaction. And
3: I wondered if the timing was right on this whole thing, right? Should this have been done before? Should they have done this later? But if Jim Jordan is the guy— And it sounds like there's a lot of people that would support Jim Jordan for being the Speaker of the House. Maybe this whole it's chaos angle was all for nothing. Because I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Jim Jordan would be the guy that could probably get the votes pretty quickly because if you remember when they named mccarthy the speaker we went like round 12 round 13
2: took like five days of voting before they finally could come up with a deal that matt Gaetz said uh kevin mccarthy broke and this is one of the reasons why he led the charge of vacating that seat
3: right and there were a lot of people that wanted jim jordan to have that gig the last time around he didn't want it right but now he wants it So maybe, just maybe, we should pump the brakes on, this is chaos, they didn't have a plan. Maybe the plan all along was for Jim Jordan to say, I'll be the guy. And I would be okay with that. Now, for those who don't know Jim Jordan, he is the representative from Ohio. He's the founder of the House Freedom Caucus and the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. And he's already received multiple endorsements from people like Thomas Massey of Kentucky and, yes, Matt Gates of Florida. So i got to be honest with you, Nigel, well, if Jordan becomes the speaker— I think he should put Matt Gates on his seat in the Judiciary Committee and let Matt Gates go full maniac <laughs> on the
2: bri- the Biden crime family, January 6th stuff, all of it. Just turn him loose. It's interesting that he received endorsements from both Matt Gates and Thomas Massey, who both voted different ways yesterday in the removal of, of Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan was a Kevin McCarthy guy in, in terms of he likes him. He had good things to say about him. But why do we like Jim Jordan? so much he's a flamethrower i like it
3: he is somebody that wants accountability and things to be fair right now there's no politician that's perfect right there's nobody that's perfect i'm sure somebody's listening right now has something against jim jordan that they don't like but from what i've seen with the judiciary committee and these investigations he
2: seems like the kind of guy that could get things done absolutely you you make a great point If you put all your hope, all your faith, all your dreams into one person, one human being, I don't care if it's a politician or a parent or whatever, eventually you're going to get let down. And, and, And so what you're saying is there might be some imperfections with Jim Jordan. I don't know. It's crazy. They're talking about Donald Trump. They're talking about Akeem Jeffries if they can't find anybody else. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Well, Sean
3: Hannity was the one that was kind of stirring the pot last night. So before Representative Jordan made his announcement that he was going to pursue the speakership here, he was on with Sean Hannity last night. And Hannity said that from what he's been told, Donald Trump may be interested uh,
4: I've now heard from a number of people. I know for a fact Donald Trump has been contacted uh, about possibly him being an interim speaker. Is that a reality? I, I don't know. I, he'd be great, but I, I actually, I want Donald Trump to be the next president of the United States. If he wants to be speaker, well, great. Still, but well, he's still. Well, I'll be I want clear. Him, I want him to be president. Still of the run for States. president. He's still going to be running for president. That's where we need him. Is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If he wants to be speaker,
3: then that's fine too. Now, knowing what we know this morning, that Jim Jordan wants to be the speaker, I can see why he was saying, no, no, we want him to be the president. (laughs) We want him to be the president. But here's the thing. Donald Trump is not coming out and saying, no, I'm not interested. As a matter of fact, it's... Quite the opposite. So, I'm going to play you a piece of audio here. Now, the audio isn't the greatest. This was outside the courthouse in New York City today, where he's there for the civil trial, the fraud charge, and all that kind of stuff. So, the audio is not the greatest. He's away from the microphone, but here he is on possibly being Speaker of the House. Uh, A lot
5: of people have been calling me about Speaker. All I can say is we'll do whatever's best for the country and for the Republican Party.
6: about that I'm focused you know
1: what leading I don't know I'm shooting over too much and to the paper is by like 50 points for president you know, my focus is covering totally that if I can help them through the process I
2: would do it could you imagine the liberal heads spinning <laughs> it would be it would be the next worst thing to you know after he was elected in 2016 and you saw people on their knees in the streets no!
3: Who was the guy that went on MSNBC and said, people are crying tears tonight? (laughs) It was the stop the hammering
2: guy. Yeah, Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell. Stop the hammering!
3: (laughs) Oh, I would love to see it just for the show, but if you're telling me that you can kick McCarthy out, replace him with Jim Jordan, and have another flamethrower on the Judiciary Committee, man, all right. Do it. That's an upgrade, in my opinion. Maybe this whole thing isn't going to be this long,
2: drawn-out, embarrassing procedure. Which I thought it was going to be yesterday. I said as much. I said the Republicans look like they're in disarray. Still kind of looks like they are a tad bit. It still seems like sort of a circus. But if you're telling me we could get an upgrade from Kevin McCarthy, then I'm all in.
3: Now, the acting speaker, Patrick McHenry, he's already doing things... That McCarthy was neglecting his first nine months on the job, and that's kicking Nancy Pelosi out of her very plush office because she was the former Speaker of the House, and McCarthy basically yeah. just allowed her to stay there. She was like the Cato Kalin of the House of Representatives, <laughs> just letting her live there, hang out. You know, it's above her means at this point, but the interim speaker, the acting speaker, Patrick McHenry, put on that bow tie, walked over there, and told that old bag of bones, kick rocks. (laughs) So I'm good with that. Now, if you missed it... Matt Gates has been taking heat because he's been fundraising off of all of this. And before the vote yesterday, we were on the air when this was happening, so I did not hear it live. But there were some questions during the debate before the vote about the ethics of Matt Gates of Florida fundraising during his attempted coup of the speakership, <laughs> if you
1: will. And when it comes to how those raise money... I take no lecture on asking patriotic Americans to weigh in and contribute to this fight from those who would grovel and bend knee for the lobbyists and special interests who own our leadership, who have, oh, boo all you want, who have hollowed out this town and have borrowed against the future of our future generations. I'll be happy to fund my political operation through the work of hardworking Americans, 10 and 20 and $30 at a time, and you all keep showing up at the lobbyist fundraiser and see how that goes for you. He owns it. He does. There's a little Reggie Miller in Matt Gates, and
3: what I mean by that is he embraces the hate. Yeah. Like, Reggie would go oh, into yeah. the garden, and he would eat it up. It make him better. Right. Matt Gates may be that way. And then later on, last night, he jumped on with Laura Ingram. Now, I got the impression watching this last night that Keith Olbermann's former lover oh. <laughs> had a hard time justifying what matt gates did to kevin mccarthy and she also brought up the fact that gates was fundraising
6: Look, I think the concern here is that there, people are seeing your fundraisers instantly going out about this. You're raising money. And it, 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 it is oh, chaos I'm right now. I'm eager to now. address that. And, and, and everybody fundraises. Again, I'm not I'm but, just by saying the way, that is another criticism
1: of what's yeah, going if on If I can here. get a word in here. I am the only Republican in the entire United States Congress who takes no lobbyist money and no PAC money. So absolutely, I communicate daily, vigorously with regular Americans because the only way I'm able to to, to advance my political goals is if just regular folks give me $10, 20 $30. And so I will take no lecture from the likes of people who do three lobbyist fundraisers a day and trade favors in order to get cash from special interests on how I raise money. And I take deep offense to anyone who wants to criticize the the mailman, the, the active duty service member, the grandmother who believes in me and goes to MacGates.com to donate. Matter of fact, right. I hope they do that right now and I'm not sorry play? for it at all because yeah. I won't take the lobbyist and pack money like every other person here does, and
3: I
2: never dated Keith Olbermann. <laughs> That's what he should have brought up. That would have been the I'm not going to take, le- take, take a lecture from somebody that dated that lunatic Keith Olbermann.
0: <laughs> Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
4: The Hammer and Nigel Show. Oh, yeah.
2: I love it. Today is National Cinnamon Roll Day. Oh, man. It used to be a big damn deal in my family when I was a kid to load up the family truckster in Liston, Indiana. And head out on 74, get out on 465, go up to Castleton. Ooh. 45 minute drive just to go get some TJ Cinnamons. Oh, there you do go. Do you remember that? Do you remember TJ Cinnamon? I do. I do. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, I, I, look, it doesn't get any better for me than a, a good cinnamon roll. Nice yeah. hot. Airport cinnamon roll. Yeah, the big Cinnabon type Cinnabon, of thing. Yes.
3: Oh, it's so good. Now I haven't been able to eat those since I've started the diet mm-hmm. because they're not the healthiest thing in the world but you're right like my wife will make some of those in the morning for our youngest for breakfast.
2: Uh, we make them for our kids too. And I just sit there and
3: drool and stare at it because I know I can't have it. I'm like one of these guys out of Monument Circle, you know, looking inside of our radio station doing unspeakable <laughs> things. Uh, but I feel that way when I see cinnamon rolls hot, they're right out of the oven, they're soft, they've got that icing stuff all over it. Oh man. So it's National Cinnamon Roll Day, so we turn to you. Where is the best place to get a cinnamon roll in Indianapolis? Or where
2: was the best place? TJ Cinnamon ain't around anymore. Right. Take us down a, you know, a trip down memory lane or
3: if you got a little spot that you like, And I don't care if it's mom or pop or a chain place. We're talking about the best cinnamon roll in Indy. Where can we find it? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just look for Hammer and Nigel. Now, to celebrate National Cinnamon Roll Day, our record label, Hammer and Nigel Records. We've got a little tribute here, and we begrudgingly... We're channeling a little Neil Young when we put this together. (laughs) Let's see
2: where this is going.
3: I like a real big cinnamon roll. Uh I could be happy with a hot cup of joe and a cinnamon cinnamon roll. roll. (laughs) The cinnamon and frosting is what I crave. I like to warm it up in the microwave, (laughs) my cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll. The DJ relaxes the fatter he gets. (laughs) Who needs the donuts when he can get a big cinnamon roll? A shot at us?
2: Maybe. That's know, so dumb, <laughs> I love it. The
3: uh, the Neil Young impression sounds <laughs> a little bit like the Mitch McConnell impression, oh, but God, I love it <sighs> work in progress. Um, so you got the big <laughs> alarm earlier, right? The oh, yeah, alerts.
2: I was in the can, I was washing my hands, scared the crap out of me, literally. You knew it was coming though, right? But, 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 um, uh, it came early. Like I put it, I saw, oh, it's only 2.15. I'm going to put this in my pocket and not have to worry about it and do my business. And then 2.17, it hit instead of 2.20 and it was like was loud
3: calling. and it was over the top and did any zombies start walking the streets because based on what i've read from social media nige there's this conspiracy theory out there that if anybody got like the vaccine shot yeah. with the mrna you know stuff in it that was going to be <laughs> triggered by this
2: alert did you see that the claim the alert on people's cell phones will be used to activate nanoparticles <laughs> introduced in the covid vaccines there's a woman that it says the test will trigger graphene oxide that was put in people's blood through the vax. And when that happens, the government will be able to monitor people and control them like remote control. Wow. <laughs> the tinfoil
3: hat we have on studio just put on a tinfoil hat the tinfoil hat is now wearing a tinfoil hat
2: i'm not i'm no covid vaccine expert but i don't believe it it contains the ingredient whatever graphene oxide is and scientists say you can't quote unquote activate it and it makes no sense that it could somehow interact with wireless networks <laughs> <laughs> but people i'm just saying those people are out there they are they live amongst
3: us now didn't russia also test something today a little
2: creepy yeah they did the same sort of uh, national test a- and they were talking about nukes and uh, world war three and this is a nuclear test and martial law kind of creepy i don't know if it was a coincidence or not but its it was kind of creepy that uh, it happened on the same day.
3: Again, the tinfoil hats now wearing two oh, tinfoil yeah. hats here in the studio.
2: The Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care, man. At Low-T, they make it so easy. You walk in, you take a simple blood test. And with their on-site lab, you'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. So when we're talking about Low-T, if you're feeling tired, grumpy, if you notice maybe some weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. More details, of course, at LowTCenter.com. Right now at the Low-T
3: Center, it's only 25 bucks to get your T level tested, and you get your results back in about 25 minutes. The Low T Center really is your one stop shop for all things men's health. They even have physician monitored self inject treatments that ship directly to your home. So you don't even need to physically go to a center. Get the information or make an appointment right now at lowtcenter.com. Lowtcenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care.
2: Hey, my name is Nigel. Hammer's over there. So how do you feel about this Noblesville kid, this middle school shooter, who was 13 when he shot two people, a student and a teacher in Noblesville. Um, he's been released to his parents on GPS monitoring hammer. The judge recommended that he go to a residential care facility, but nobody would accept him. And so, I mean, he applied to three different places and nobody would take this guy. So he's 18 years old now and um, living at home.
3: I'm a little concerned that he has not been rehabilitated. Because if three different rehabilitation centers said no, and keep in mind... He got into a fight while he was
2: locked up in juvie. Well, with a case manager, not just with a kid, like with an adult.
3: Right, and yeah. this wasn't that long ago. So, I've got concerns that he's not completely rehabilitated, and now, slap an ankle monitor on him, he's back out on the streets, living with his parents, he's got to go through all these different, you know, parameters to stay out there, but... I mean, I hope he's okay. I hope he's better.
2: I do too. I mean, I hope he's rehabilitated so he will not hurt anybody ever again in his life.
3: But let me ask you this: You have a daughter. How would you feel if somebody shot your yeah. daughter and she lived, but they got back out on the streets
2: less than ten years later? Uh, I'd want. Wonder... <laughs> I can't even imagine. I couldn't even process. The kind of emotions I'd have about that. No, I'd, of course, if I was this girl's dad, I'd want him to stay in jail for as long as humanly possible. Because this wasn't like this was some sort of accidental deal. No, no, no. He was there to shoot and kill people.
3: Now, thank God he did not kill anyone. And the heroic teacher
2: uh, basically saved the day that yeah, day. tackled the shooter. Right. That was on um, carb day. Yes, you and, it I was. Were, you and I were both on the air that day back in twenty eighteen. So I've got very mixed feelings
3: about this because I just don't feel like the justice system is working properly. If this guy is back out and we still have questions of whether or not he's rehabilitated, because keep in mind, some of the kids, I call them, I guess, that are locked up in juvie that get accepted to these probation centers. And for three of these probation centers to say, we want nothing to do with that guy, that raises some questions to me. Now, on the subject of school shootings, school shooting took place at Morgan State University last night. This is a college located near Baltimore. Five people, four students, between the ages of 18 and 22 were shot and injured. Now, thank God all five, are going to be okay. They're all expected to survive and recover. But as of, you know, when we came on the air earlier, they've not made an arrest in this situation. Because I got to tell you, Nigel, I got a kid in college right now. And although he doesn't live on campus, per se, even if he did, I'd be a little freaked out knowing that five people were shot on the campus last night, four of them students, and they haven't brought the guy to justice yet. that's crazy. So... Last night, Fox News was covering this story. They took a break from everything going on with the House of Representatives. And I think Trace Gallagher was on the air. And he's doing the breaking news coverage. And they went to somebody they thought was an eyewitness. But it was conservative social media personality Mark Dice. Are you familiar with Mark not, Dice? Not really. He used to do this impression of Brian Stelter, you know, on his social media feed. That kind of went viral. Uh, but other than that, just another guy, you know, on social media, has got a conservative following. But Mark Dice called in and pranked trace gallagher during coverage of this shooting at morgan state university and we've got tyrone on the phone with us now tyrone when you say poker game what exactly happened what transpired
7: well, first we were watching, we all get together every Tuesday night, and we watch Tucker Carlson's show on X. We used to watch him on Fox News. Obviously, he's not there no more. Mm-hmm. And still being the most credible guy in the media in America, we always get together to watch Tucker Carlson. And think he's doing probably better now that he's not with Fox News because the corporate media always controls what yeah. the teleprompter
2: readers are able to say. And now that he doesn't Thank you, have Tyron. that hand. Thank you, Tyron. Can
5: we, maybe we can
3: work to get Don back on the phone, Tracy? We can get that. Clearly, that was not a student at Morgan State University.
2: Yeah, it was breaking news. They're in the news business. I mean, like, what was that guy doing? What was he trying to accomplish? What was he trying to say? Right. That the I mean, like, what was the point? I don't even really understand what the point was.
3: Okay, so I'm going to yeah. read you his tweet afterwards, okay? After he called in and pranked Fox, just so you know where he's coming from. This was from Mark Dice on Twitter. Quote, yeah, that was me who culture-jammed Fox News live on air. While shootings of any kind are terrible, and it's important to inform the public about potential danger, cable news always exploits tragedies in order to keep viewers glued to their screens and fill the airtime with anything available to them. In this case, some random caller whose name and identity they didn't even bother to verify before putting on the air as someone who supposedly knew what really happened. Yeah, I mean,
2: there is, there should be more of a vetting process (laughs) behind the scenes there uh, at Fox News, for sure. I mean, look what just happened. But they were, Fox, they're in the news business. That's what they do. And they were covering breaking news, a school shooting, no less. Right. This guy's a clown, whatever.
3: And Trace Gallagher wasn't giving his hot takes on what happened. You know he wasn't telling you his thoughts on gun control or you know, weak security or anything like that. It was, here's the story. We're trying to find information. We're hearing it resulted from a poker game gone bad, and somebody calls yeah. in and trolls.
2: if I was a parent and I was watching breaking news and something like that happened, I'd be really upset if somebody that was a student at Morgan State University
3: so i'm with you i think that's a bad look for mark dice but a good old-fashioned prank phone call can be fun of if it's course. in the right context
2: sure if you do it properly they're hilarious which brings us to great
3: moments in prank call history this is when former trump advisor sebastian gorka was doing his radio program
2: mike in new york <laughs> welcome to america First. oh hello uh, mr gorka is this me, is this me? Uh, Well, whether or not it's you is a kind of philosophical question, but if you're Mike in New York, then yes, you are live, Mike. Oh, it's so great to talk to you. Uh,
4: Mr. Gorka, I used to live in Rosemont, West Baltimore, and I find it very strange that nobody's asking a certain question about all this. Do you have to buy special shirts to fit your head through your neck hole?
2: (laughs) Uh, In Baltimore, I'm not really sure. (laughs) But that's a very strange question. Let's go to Josh in Wyoming, line two. Hi, how are you, Ted? Very well. Welcome to America First. Good, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous to be on the air. Don't (laughs) be, don't be. Nobody's listening. Only about two million people, so you can relax.
4: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, then I will just say that you are a balloon headed motherfucker.
2: <laughs> first of all, I like Sebastian Gorka. I think he's, I, I follow him on Twitter. Great takes. I'd love to have him on the show sometime.
3: Back to back <laughs> prank calls yeah, getting through, <laughs> making fun of the size of his head. Uh, great moments in prank call history. Let's go back a number of years ago. This was during the OJ chase. Al Cowling's behind the wheel. The OJ chase is taking. Place Peter Jennings of ABC is on the air, and one of Howard Stern's guys got through.
5: We have on the phone with us as well Robert Higgins, who lives in the neighborhood and is on the ground and can see inside the van. Mr. Higgins.
4: Uh, yes, uh, how are you?
5: Uh, just about as tense as you are. So. Oh, my
1: Lord, this is quite the tensest. What can you see? Oh, what I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at the van, and I see OJ kind of slouching down, looking very, very upset. Now, looking here, he look very upset. I don't know what he going to be doing, and I would be scared because there's cops all deep in this.
5: Thank you, Mr. Higgins.
1: And Booey to y'all.
5: The driveway of O.J. Simpson's home in Brentwood.
2: Peter, by the way, just for the record, this is Al Michaels. That was a totally farcical call. Uh, he, he said something in code at the end that's indicative of uh, the mentioning of the name of um, a certain radio talk show host okay thanks Al. yeah baba Bowie. yeah that it, wasn't even one of, i think that was captain jenks that was even even one of his better ones but so it was
3: you know. during the tense moments of the oj trial, or chase rather not even the trial the chase but if we're going to talk about great prank phone calls of all time yeah Let's go back to our former news guy, Stan Lear. He was the voice of WIBC for a number of years. He was our afternoon news anchor when we first came on Afternoon Drive. Miss Stan. We had a soundboard put together of various things he would say in newscasts, and you, <laughs> Nige, no. used the Stan <laughs> Lear soundboard to call and prank your mother. <laughs> Hi, this
4: is Christina. May I help you?
5: I'm Stan Lear.
4: Okay. How can I help you?
5: Have your children been vaccinated for measles?
4: Well, um, I'm not sure you have the right number. Who did you want to speak with?
3: It has been dubbed revenge porn. (laughs)
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, they say the I sex think. was consensual. I, you have an incorrect number. I'm sorry. You're going to have to call. You, I, I don't know who you want to speak with.
5: Pap smears yeah. are not a thing of the past.
4: Okay, I don't know. watch
2: cat house on HBO.
4: No, I don't. I I, I don't know who you are or what you want.
2: I'm Stan Lear.
4: Would you like to speak with my supervisor?
2: You can party till you puke.
4: I really need to my supervisor on this call because I don't know what's going on.
5: Patronize a pimp.
4: (laughs) Sir, that is not anything that has to do with our business here. So... Did you have pimples when you were in school? What is wrong with you? Pap smears are not a thing of the past. That is really
2: inappropriate for you to stop saying Mom, it's just me it's
4: <laughs> What do you mean it's you? <laughs> I'm
2: playing the clips of Stan over the phone here. It's just, I'm at work. You're on the oh, air. What,
4: what do you mean, Nigel? Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness.
2: Ever watch Cat House on HBO? Oh, Nigel. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to bother you at work, Mom.
4: Yeah, okay. I'll talk to you uh, later. All right. Love you. Lo- love you.
2: <laughs> Patronize
5: a pimp. <laughs> I love working with you guys. Here.
2: Great moments uh, and prank it. call history. She's still not talking to me.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you
2: to the Hammer and Nigel Show. were we just talking about how it's National Cinnamon Roll Day? Yes. Well, my goodness, today is the best day ever because it's actually uh, also National Taco Day, Hammer.
3: Oh, man, I like both of those things, cinnamon rolls and tacos. Wow. So, in honor of National Taco Day, Taco Bell has brought back its $10 Taco Lover subscription. It gets you one free taco a day for the next month, but you have to sign up today on their app. So it's the Taco Lovers subscription. And what? really, Nigel, let's be honest. This just gives us an excuse for another edition <laughs> of Great Moments in Taco Bell History. did we just do this? This is a separate
2: <laughs> I don't need an excuse, argument do
3: it? that took place in the drive-thru. <laughs> I think this was in Philly. Right,
8: when are one of you guys going to Move! cutting in front of somebody
4: taking advantage of the situation no i'm not i'm calling the police because what you did is oh my god it's taco bell it's taco bell <laughs> like everyone's gonna eat but how you just go cut in front of somebody it's not worth your energy
3: <laughs> you don't cut in front of somebody late at night right, look i'm with at taco you. bell i agree especially in philly good lord uh so it's national cinnamon roll day It's National Taco Day. It's also National Vodka Day. No way. The trifecta. (laughs) Boom, baby. Do you like beer but can't get drunk from beer? Then try new vodka beer. The can says beer but inside is 12 ounces of carbonated vodka. And the best part is, your wife will never know.
0: Honey, I'm so proud of you. Cutting down to one beer a night. Take
5: off your underwear.
3: It's (laughs) National Vodka Day, which means great moments in vodka history. Ooh, what's that? So, Nige, you, in a former life, worked at the Rock Station. And you were interviewing Slash, remember? Yeah, from GNR. And the urban legend was that he would drink, you know an entire bottle of vodka yeah. before going on the stage you asked him about it that was just at the house before before you know I went out that night so <laughs> that was, it
2: was a, that was just your pre-drinking huh yeah that was like just to get ready to go out and deal with the you know yeah. public that night your uh, your liver must hate you right now no actually it's in pretty good shape my heart gave out on me though but my my liver is good yeah. I
3: love your giving somebody a lecture on the state <laughs> of their liver.
2: Well, I got to tell you, he wasn't just drinking a fifth of vodka before he'd go out. He, he would finish off a half gallon. I remember that conversation. It was a handle of vodka Oh, before he would go out and do a show and be amongst the public. That was his pre-drinking. And that's, yeah, he's been sober for a long time now. So, I think the proper way to wrap up this segment
3: on National Vodka Day is a good old-fashioned CSI joke oh can i pull off a csi joke Absolutely, do you mind please so this is similar to the way the show csi would come on the air you know with caruso a number of years ago by the way vodka is highly flammable so don't light a cigarette anywhere near joe hogset wow it's the hammer and nigel show
1: you're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show.
4: Tommy Laren is no stranger to controversy.
9: I have a question for the self-righteous Hollywood liberal.
4: Fox News contributor, Tommy Laren. Tommy, Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren, Joining us right now, Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Yeah.
9: Please welcome Tommy Lahren. It's this country, the country that you have so much disdain for, that allows you the right to speak your mind. It protects your right to be a whiny, indulgent, attention-seeking crybaby. My
2: name is Nigel. Jason Hammer, right over there, with a very special guest on the hotline. She is the
3: host of Tommy Lahren as Fearless on OutKick. You can also find her as a contributor on Fox News. Tommy Lahren joins us. Tommy, we had booked you on this show to talk about your former governor greasy gavin and his shadow campaign and you know maybe your thoughts on that damnediculous debate the other night but hell it's been a wild 24 hours with the speaker of the house and all that drama in dc i'm just curious what did you think about everything going on yesterday
9: well i gotta be honest with you it's hard for me when i see the theatrics And, and i don't It's not because I think Kevin McCarthy is the greatest speaker, and I'm not a Kevin McCarthy apologist. But it's frustrating to me when I feel like we have certain members of our Republican Party who want to blow things up, not for the sake of the country necessarily, but just for the sake of getting attention or social media followers. And I don't dislike Matt Gaetz's policies. I think he's a very smart guy. I think that he loves the country. But, you know, I think we can all agree that he also loves him to Matt Gates, and he likes to <laughs> see himself in light. And that's frustrating to me. When you're going to blow things up and you're going to make, you know, a big disruption, you have to have a fallback plan. And now they're saying, you know, how long could this take until we figure out what we're doing? Meanwhile, the American people are looking at Republicans thinking, wow, they can't even manage their own house. How the heck are they going to manage the country? So that is my biggest concern.
3: And we were on the air yesterday when all of this was taking place the vote and the debate and everything else. And I had the same thoughts, Tommy. I really did. I thought, man, they're doing this. They don't have a fallback plan. You know, what's going on? But then today, I kind of hear that Jim Jordan has thrown his name into the mix. And I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't know, I feel like that's the type of guy that could get through the process relatively quickly a lot of people wanted him to be the guy last time around and who knows maybe this whole thing won't be as bad as we think it is does that make sense
9: It does. And Jim Jordan is also one of my favorites. I wanted him to be our speaker all along. You know, initially he didn't want it. So now him coming around to the idea, I think he understands how powerful he is and how well liked he is. You know, he has been an an executor. You know, he gets things done with the Biden investigation. He is the one that's been on the forefront of holding big tech accountable, holding the Bidens accountable in every way that he can. I'm a big Jim Jordan fan. So I would love to see him as our speaker. But on the other side of it, when is the last time? we had a Republican speaker that didn't get absolutely just ripped to shreds. We have all these people that you know we kind of like, and then they become speakers, and then all of a sudden they can't make anybody happy, and they are just thrown to the wolves so i worry about that for jim jordan because there is a certain segment of you know the republican party that expects perfection and they maybe don't have a realistic grasp on what it takes to be in that position and the negotiations and the compromise that has to happen we don't have enough of a majority in the house to throw our weight around but people like matt gates and others think that that's the case and that's where I'm a little concerned. I don't want to see Jim Jordan railroaded if he is in that position because I, I understand what a difficult position he would be in, and I don't want to see him be Kevin McCarthy, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very fun Position. It's a powerful position, but it just doesn't seem like one. And I understand why he didn't want it the first time around. Maybe this time could be different. Tommy Lahren is our guest. Does it seem big picture? The difference between Democrats and Republicans is the cohesive um, unity. Um, I I feel like the Democrats are unified. They're one unified front, and the Republicans are fractured right now. And it just seems like a big problem heading into the uh, 2024 election.
1: I
9: talked about this on my show today, but here's the deal. Most average Americans don't care who the Speaker of the House is. Uh, I know we care. We talk about politics. We we care about this stuff. And and in D.C., it's a big deal. But your average American out there, uh, I could go talk to 10 people at the grocery store here in Nashville, Tennessee, right now and ask them if they were worried about who was going to be the Speaker of the House. And they would look (laughs) at me with blank stares. They would not care. What they would care about, though, is when they go to the checkout line and they see how expensive they're groceries are they care about that so this is what worries me we get so into the like the minutia of oh the speaker and we have to have a purist and a mega and all this but what are we doing to show the american people that we can govern for them That is my biggest concern here, disconnect.
3: Tommy Laren with us here on the Hammer and Nigel show. So let's go back about a week or so ago, Tommy. I just finished watching whatever that was, that debate between the also-rans on the stage. And then afterwards, I see your former governor, Gavin Newsom, old greasy Gavin, walking (laughs) around. He's working the room. He's got that smile on his face. This guy is running for president, right?
9: Oh, I've been saying it for months now. I I firmly believe he's going to be the Democrat nominee. And, you know, he does work a room, though. And that is what I have talked to you guys about this before. It would be great if we could underestimate Gavin Newsom and say, oh, you know, nobody will ever elect something like a radical California governor to be the president of the United States. But, you no, know, again, be worried because this man knows how to work a room. He knows how to work a talking point. So I'm concerned and I'm concerned if he is the Democrat nominee right now. We've got Donald Trump maybe just a little bit ahead of Joe Biden in the national polls and Joe Biden can barely function. What happens when you get a fully functional demon like Gavin Newsom, I'm worried. I'm very worried.
2: What do you think about this uh, upcoming debate with uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, Ron DeSantis? Just your overall thoughts on that.
9: Well, I think it's an opportunity for Ron DeSantis. Now, it's not going to be easy because Gavin Newsom, he lies with the best of them, and he makes his lies sound so good. So it's going to be up to Ron DeSantis to hold him accountable. I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to come off as smooth as Gavin Newsom, but I do think this is an opportunity for Ronda Santos to show that he's a fighter, that he goes out and he gets in the arena. You know, they always talk about Donald Trump getting into the arena, but I don't know about you guys. I've been really disappointed in Donald Trump for the last year because I don't think he's been in the arena. I think he's been in his own arena, but he's not gotten in the arena and he hasn't felt like he needs to answer to the American people or the, or his own party. I get it. He doesn't want to debate. He thinks he's above it all. But this is an opportunity for Ron DeSantis to say, not only do I get in the ring, i I get in the ring with whoever, wherever, any time, any place, and I will go to bat, even when it might not be a fair fight. I want to see it for Amanda Santis, and I think this is an opportunity for him to maybe close a little bit of that gap in the in the primary.
3: Why do you think DeSantis's campaign hasn't really ignited and, you know, resonated with people? Because a lot of people that have called our show Tommy and people that tweet at us and all these things, they kind of say the same thing. Donald Trump, he's got the personality. Ron DeSantis would be the best behind the desk at legislation. Do you buy that? And if you do, why hasn't he resonated with more people?
9: Well, here's the problem. Donald Trump has been the leader of this party, and he has created a movement for this party. He has resurrected this party from the days of Mitt Romney and John McCain. So that's why we love him. But— part of that also is that he comes with a base and a following that is gone some in some cases rabid and they've attacked Ron DeSantis out the gate even before he announced they were attacking him so they started laying in the punches and the digs and kind of trying to mar and taint this guy for so long now that he has had to just scrape and fight because he's been battling the the mega of it all so that's why i think you haven't seen those poll numbers close nationally but i'm very curious to see state by state how this goes, because I'm telling you, I don't think Trump is as far ahead in Iowa as it appears, because Ron DeSantis has been the one there doing the work. So I think when people actually get out to vote, not the people that are on Twitter, but the people that are actually going to go out to vote, I think you might see the gap close a little bit. And I think you might even see Rhonda DeSantis take Iowa.
3: Tommy, last thing here before we let you go. I know you have been one of the constant folks that have been telling the truth about the border. Even when the story would fall out of the news cycle, you have been talking about the situation at the border, and now we're seeing numbers there that rival what happened when Title 42 went away. So, again, what are your thoughts on what you see happening at the southern border and the response or lack thereof from the White House?
9: I mean, these people are just bum rushing at this point. They're video after video after video. And, you know, I was actually talking to my team today. It's like – I want to talk about the border every day because I think it's that important. But you get to a point, it's like, what else can you say? I mean, we're being invaded and nobody's doing anything about it. So it's it's very, very frustrating to see this just happen and just watch us watch it happen. And it's like, yeah, you know, these people are taking advantage of us. They're coming into our cities. They're taking hotel rooms. They're taking, you know, in some cases, taking up space for our our disabled and homeless veterans. And we just sit back and go, yeah, well, I guess that's the situation. It's so frustrating, but I'll tell you this, even more than what's happening at the border, just wait and watch in the next few months what's going to happen in places like New York City and Chicago when you've got all these young single men, illegal immigrants just meandering, loitering about. Pretty soon, they're going to get in in tandem with our already existing gangs and criminal organizations. They're already ravaging the cities, and they're going to start working together, and it's going to be an absolute onslaught. So beware. It's about to go down, and it's going to be irreversible in a lot of places.
3: What is coming up on Tommy Lahren is fearless on OutKick?
9: Well, tonight at seven PM Eastern. Um, besides all of the talk about what's going on and you know the House of Representatives, I think another really important story that needs to be discussed is the absolute sabotage of Trevor Bauer. You know, the former MLB Dodgers yes. pitcher who was lied about, slandered by this gold digger um i mean him putting out that video with these text messages her talking about getting the 51 million and her next victim and she's got to get choked out i'm talking to michelle of course you know legendary sideline reporter i'm talking to her about that tonight and i think it's a conversation that needs to be had
3: absolutely 100 percent tommy you're the best thank you so much for
0: joining us
9: thank you guys i appreciate
0: it
2: Anything? All right, let's rock and roll. camera how do we play? Is this anything?
3: I will run some stories by you. You simply tell us if the stories in question are anything or not. Easy enough. Is this anything? A police officer in California who recently won an award for having the most DUI arrests has been arrested for DUI. Oh, no. Here is the Mothers Against Drunk Driving program specialist and law enforcement liaison Lori reacting to the arrest of Officer Raymond Barantis. I'm surprised constantly by who gets drunk driving arrests. We work very,
4: very closely with West Sac Police Department and um, we're trusting that they're going to handle it well internally and that the officer will be held accountable, which is what's important to us. It is not always who you expect it to be.
2: Oh man, yeah. No, it's something. It's disappointing when something like that happens and I'm sure all the uh, other officers. Officers in his unit are very Disappointed with this guy um, Does he deserve to lose his job I don't think so I think you give him one chance and that's it um, I, You know Look alcoholism is crazy It does makes people do dumb Crap uh, look at what happened with Officer Bizard. yeah remember that Story oh I mean, yeah over and over and over Again uh, um, That happened and, and and he killed Somebody and was still it couldn't stop drinking So I, I hope this officer gets the help that he needs, but I think he should have a second chance. And it is a little <laughs> terribly ironic that he that he won the award for most DUI arrests back uh, a few years ago. <laughs>
3: Kinda reminds me of <laughs> Eugene Robinson, the former Falcons player. He was awarded the NFL's Man of the Year Award, like right before the Super Bowl. And the next night he got busted with a hooker. Who? So sometimes life comes at you fast, man. Is this anything? A TikToker shared what might be the best ever response to a cat call. She filmed herself talking about it right after the cat call happened.
8: This man just cat called me at the front of a construction site. And so I yelled back at him, sorry, I don't have any change. (laughs) And the way that all the men on the construction site started laughing at him and pointing at him. It's that simple. Sorry, don't have any change. (laughs)
2: That's kind of funny. So implying that he's homeless, right? He looks like the type of guy yeah. that would be homeless. Okay, yeah, that's something that's pretty clever. Wait, but but do, do cat calls really happen anymore? Like the stereotypical, what's a stereotypical cat call?
3: Like there's a construction like a, worker standing outside. Right? And, hey, honey, those legs go
2: all the way up. <laughs> is it is it is All oh, the whistle is yeah. that considered a cat call? Hey, honey, hey, baby. Or is it just
3: flat-out filth-florn filth? filth? (laughs) Hey, honey, why don't you blank my blank and blankety-blank?
2: Common cat calls. Let's see what turns up here. See what it says. Uh, No, it's a bunch of real cat things. No, that's not what we want. I don't want that. Uh... Nope, it doesn't come up. It's all cat stuff. You keep looking for dirty
3: things on the internet, and we'll move on. (laughs) Is this anything? A woman apparently threw thousands of dollars at a man on the runway of the Vienna airport in Austria during an argument. Really? The flight was initially set to fly from London to Thailand, but had to do an emergency landing because the couple was having a really bad fight on the plane. Here is some reaction from people filming the argument on board the plane.
5: Oh look at that money. Five thousand pounds. That's what she said. He's got a five thousand pounds all the money on the airport. Look. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, that's something that's crazy. That, so, so they had to kick this. This, These people knew each other? They kicked them off the plane? Yeah, they were
3: having some <laughs> sort of argument, and they were throwing money at each other and all types of things. Oh, that's
2: awesome, you're getting in an argument with somebody. I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't get to go to where you're going. You get kicked off the plane, but I mean- you got a lady throwing thousands of dollars at you, what do you, want, what do you want to bet was involved here? We don't know the reason. We don't know what the argument was about. Somebody cheated, cheated on somebody. Somebody forgot whose husband they were or who, that they had a wife. Somebody was cheating on somebody. Now, I did type in a common man cat calls. typically t- cat calls typically associated with men. Hey, baby, give me a smile. You'd look so much prettier if you smiled. <laughs> hey baby, you got a boyfriend? Can I have your number, baby? This sounds like in you know inquisition. It's not like like catcalling. This is an interview. What's your hurry, babe? And then it ends with NICE ass Well that now that is a cat call. That's a cat call. It's the Hammer
3: and Nigel show.
2: To the Hammer and Nigel show. Earlier, uh, Tommy Laren from Fox News uh, mentioned uh, Major League Baseball player Trevor Bauer. will get an update with him here in just a few minutes. It's some of the crap that he's been going through for the past couple of years. Uh, I wanted to start out with some audio of this segment, Hammer, of. Uh, former IU alum and ESPN host Sage Steele was on with Bill Maher, of all people. Club Random is Bill Maher's podcast. Which is separate from the HBO it's, show. Yeah, HBO show is like real political. This one's just them BS, and He usually is drinking. The guest is drinking. Or he's usually smoking weed at the same time. But um, he is not like, you know, look, he's still a, 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 a just a sort of crazy anti-MAGA never you know never trump guy hates Donald Trump hates his followers doesn't necessarily hate his followers I'll take that back but he's the kind of guy that's like if you voted for Trump you're an idiot that's sort of his attitude you'd vote for a guy that would deny de- deny an election but he's also you the know, kind of guy that criticizes his own party absolutely. the democrats he would call himself a old school left winger not a not a crazy woke democrat of today right you know not you a
3: clinton style
2: yes. democrat yes. basically
3: and bill maher to his credit has guests on his program that don't always have the same ideology that he has and sage Steele falls into that category so sage Steele worked at SPN and ESPN went super left. I mean, they went very progressive, all about, you know, left leaning policies. Sage Steele basically would speak up about it or put something on social media. They would suspend her, but not anybody yeah. else mm-hmm. at the station. Oh, yeah. So here she is, chatting with Bill Maher on his podcast about cancel culture and how people wanted to cancel her because she is a black female conservative. It's attacks,
8: it's death threats, it's threatening to rape my daughters. It's another level of ugliness that to me is inexcusable. But here's the thing. What has happened is quite often when those threats come and when it gets super ugly and then you get canceled on Twitter X... That's happened so many times now. I'm like, bring it. Like, I, I'm so not afraid anymore. But what they expect is for you to be afraid and to just go quiet and run from it. And that's what I did. And many people do. And I see why, because it can be very costly in many ways. But the beautiful thing to me is when you realize, wait a minute, they took me down, but they tried and, I, and I'm still here and I'm back again and again. They just believe that you're eventually going to go away and be scared away, and and I get it because it usually works. And then they don't know what to do when you're no longer freaking afraid.
3: And the message there is: don't ever bow down to the mob. You can't be canceled if you make
2: yourself uncancelable. Well, look, she—you remember she got suspended from ESPN for tweeting out that, uh, or she criticized ESPN for their COVID nineteen, ma- you know, vax mandate. And you get suspended for that, but of course, somebody like Jamel Hill calls the president of the United States a white supremacist. That's all fine and dandy, but you don't dare question the COVID-19 vaccine mandates.
3: Again, this is Sage Steele on Bill Maher's podcast, talking about how Everything seems to be racist.
8: That is okay. so stupid that for the people to say <laughs> that, that it's, a, it's racist to have people to show a freaking ID to vote. What, because, I agree. Because we're not, as black I, people, are smart enough it's to so, remember our driver's license. It's
5: so funny when the woke do these things that they think are so not racist that are then. It's really, actually racist. So, yeah, same thing with the, they constantly con- <laughs> conflate like black people committing violence with police being bad to black people. Like, let's, let's pull the police out. Well, that hurts the people, you know, the-, the people who need help the yeah. most.
3: Yeah, it doesn't make you a racist for saying <laughs> I expect you to have an identification of some kind if you're going to pick the leaders of this country. No, it doesn't make you a racist. And Bill Maher had an idea. And you'll hear the sound by here. He thinks Sage Steele should be one of the panelists on The View.
5: I swear to God, I just had a brainstorm. You should be on The View. Hell no. <laughs> they should pay you. They should like.
8: I've been wh- on The View. And it but, didn't go so well. Because you know what? At The View, yeah, they you- don't want your view. They, they exactly. only want theirs, and they're and shit. And I experienced it. I felt it. And they were nice to me, relatively speaking. Whoopi was very nice to me. Jenny McCarthy. This is Whoopi, Jenny McCarthy, Sherry Shepard, and Barbara Walters. And they were great to me. Barbara, whatever. The other three were great. What I know for a fact, I did it four times, and then they had me audition when they were making changes again. They 100% are full of it. They don't want to hear your view if you think differently than they do. And they are fine telling lies on that stage and that set. And because they know that if someone calls them on it, then they're just going to talk over them and have the audience clap and go to break. So the show to exactly. me is despicable. Okay. And it makes me sad because the potential for 20 some years, I respect the, the, the length that they've done it, but the potential is incredible and they've ruined it.
2: Yeah, Son of Houston and Joy Behar, just despicable. Just awful Just people. Awful, awful people. And the way that Sage Steel describes every clip we've ever seen is them arguing with somebody that has a different viewpoint, and then Whoopi uh, maybe the audience claps for the the, the 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 panelist with the different viewpoint, and Whoopi interrupts everybody and says they have to go to break. Every show, it, it, it happens every show.
3: Every time they've got somebody uh, on that's a conservative or a Republican, that's what happens every time. All right, so. The Trevor Bauer story is crazy. We wanted to talk about this yesterday, but we had such a chaotic breaking news day, we didn't get to it. So Trevor Bauer was a baseball pitcher. Uh, I played for the Cincinnati Reds and then signed a massive free agent deal to go play for the Dodgers. Trevor Bauer was a single guy, had a girlfriend, but was not married, got caught up with some crazy chick, and they started having... Relations? Relations. You like the rough stuff? They like the rough stuff, and text messages show all that. Consensual. But the chick ultimately said that he sexually assaulted her, soured his name, he was suspended from Major League Baseball, got blackballed by baseball, had to play last season overseas in Japan, and now all the things have been settled, he's putting out there some information that people didn't get right away. So I'm going to play you a couple sound bites here. Now, this first one, it's a little long, but I want you to stay in there because every bit of this is important. This is Trevor Bauer, Major League Baseball, former Major League Baseball player, talking about how some gold digger tried to shake him down, and he's got the text messages to prove it
6: next victim star pitcher for the dodgers a text Lindsay hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me what should i steal she asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time the answer take his money so how might that work i'm going to his house wednesday she said i already have my hooks in you know how i roll then after the first time we met net worth is 51 mil she said bitch you better secure the bag was the response uh, but but how is she going to do that Need daddy to choke me out, she said Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million Read another text Uh, Then, after the second time we met Former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her You gotta get this bag I'll give you 50,000, Lindsay replied Her AA sponsor asked her at one point Do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times About coming to a financial settlement But, as I have done since day one I refuse to pay her even a single cent uh, in August of 2021, Lindsey Hill's claims were heard in court, and during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Uh, information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, And now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, It was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021, without my knowledge or consent, of course. Uh, In it, you can see her lying in bed next to me while I'm sleeping, smirking at the camera without a care in the world or any marks on her face. I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what actually happened the evening of May 15th and why the video was originally concealed from us.
3: Whoa. And
6: and think about all
3: of the media outlets that smeared this dude. Sarah Spain of ESPN calling him every name under the, the sun, saying he should never play baseball again. All these websites just bashing this dude without any sort of real evidence. Well, in the Major League Baseball. Right. Major League Baseball. Suspending him for what? He was never charged with anything. And you'll hear a little bit more in the second soundbite, how things ultimately played out.
6: Uh, After hearing the evidence available to her, Judge Diana Gold Saltman found that Lindsay Hill had misled the court. She found her claims to be materially misleading. Uh, She denied her request for a domestic violence restraining order. And she found that no sexual assault or non-consensual conduct took place. The fact is, I was never arrested, I was never charged with a crime, and I won the only legal proceeding that took place without my side of the story even being heard. Uh, And most importantly, as I've said from day one, I never sexually assaulted Lindsay Hill, or anyone else for that matter. So I sued her, which prompted her to countersue me. But the lawsuit was never about the money for me. It was the only way for me to obtain critical information to clear my name. Uh, The discovery process in that lawsuit recently concluded, at which point uh, Lindsay Hill's legal team again came to us with another proposal to resolve the case. This time, however, they weren't seeking any money from me. Having received uh, much of the information that had been hidden from us, uh, a small portion of which I've referenced here, um, I was willing to agree to the terms proposed. Both parties would drop their respective lawsuits, and neither of us would pay either side any money. Um, I also retained my right to speak publicly about the case, something I have not been at liberty to do since June of 2021.
2: (laughs) Unbelievable. And it's so sad because, you know, it just diminishes real instances of sexual assault when these kinds of things happen. This is the Duke lacrosse story. It, it, it totally is all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It's
3: 100 that, and a lot of people owe Trevor Bauer an apology. I'm sure uh,
2: Sarah Spain from ESPN was quick to tweet out her apology over the whole thing, right? Oh no, she's
3: going on a blocking spree if anybody that calls her out about
2: oh, it. Oh well, of course. And that
3: whole believe all women thing. Maybe we could pump the brakes on that too. Don't believe all anybody. You shouldn't believe all men. You shouldn't
2: believe all women. Can't wait to get some facts first.
3: Right. Because there are some horrible people out there, including gold diggers, that are out to ruin lives. And tonight is a night with WIBC presented by Relay Indiana. Now, our segment tonight, night our stage bit, if you want to call it that, oh, yeah. has got a, its own sponsor, Triple A. Triple A Hoosier Motor Club, proud partner of the Hammer and Nigel Show. And uh, they're sponsoring our segment at a night with WIBC tonight. If you do not have a membership, the Triple A. Oh, it's
2: great. It's, it's a game a, it's changer, a life, man. It's a lifesaver.
3: And when you hit the road and you're making a road trip, having that peace of mind, it's so awesome. So visit triple or call... Or visit your local AAA dealer. Roadside assistance—you know, tire changing, all types of different things. Whatever you're looking for in roadside assistance, AAA has your they back.
2: They came out to my—they <laughs> came out to my house and changed all four of my tires. Yeah, their pit crew program, it was unbelievable. And then uh, a few weeks before that, my battery had died. Something had happened to it. They were out. You know, I thought it was going to have to be laid into the office. They were out to my house in about thirty minutes. Had it switched out about a half hour flat.
3: All the drivers yeah. in our house, my wife and my oldest son, we all have AAA memberships. Would you like to hear Joe Biden struggling to read a website, Nige? <laughs> uh, again? Yes. Yeah, sure. This is the student aid website that Joe Biden was trying to read off the
5: prompter. Student aid-gov, student aid dash student aid-gov,
2: stop making him say (laughs) website just stop just 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 don't even do it don't even bother
3: so what was better that or the vaccine website vaccine.gum visit (laughs) vaccines.gum.gov
5: vaccines.gum vaccines.gum
2: wait you're asking me which is better which do you like better uh can i hear the ball student website again
5: Student aid dash gov slash student aid dash studentaid.gov <laughs>
2: slash save. A student aid for
3: sure. I'm still partial Are to you, vaccines.gum. Because okay. you know he has no idea what he's talking about. And anytime Joe Biden has to read the prompter, there's always a chance that comedy gold could happen. Like when he reads the stuff that's He's not supposed to read. Yeah.
5: That the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so, end of quote. Repeat the
3: line. <laughs> end of quote. <laughs> repeat the line. And then there was that speech a couple of weeks ago where I don't know who was running the prompter, but they had it going way too fast, and Joe was trying to keep up with it.
5: Magari, okay. publishing in Congress, also trying to undo the progress we made to make it make the you know, look what what I was able to do, and the, what they call the G7 among the and NATO countries the the European countries.
2: Did you, did you speed
3: that up? No, that was real. <laughs> he sounded like the micro machines guy. <laughs>
7: This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most <laughs> rigid, miniature of Micro Machines Each one has dramatic details terrific trim precision paint jobs plus incredible Micro Machine Pocket Police that says a police station fire station restaurant service station and more Micro
5: publishing and Congress false trying to under the progress we made to make it make getting uh, you know look what what I was able to do in, in what they call the G7 among the NATO countries and European countries Okay
3: I would have loved to have seen his staff's face when
2: they realized oh, oh crap he's going off script <laughs> abort abort the old man's freestyle on it up there. You know what's beautiful about a night with WIBC tonight? I feel like there's no script whatsoever. Correct. you and I are going to go out there and have a blast, and I'm already itching for a beer. I'm already Is this our the fourth one? I think it is. I'm not sure.
3: I drink a lot, too, so I'm not sure, the- but we're going to tailgate tonight. We're going to have some beers. We're going to meet some
0: fans, and night with WIBC whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: See tonight.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it.
2: Boy, Congressman Matt Gates from Florida kept his promise, didn't he? He said, like, look, if uh, House Speaker McCarthy even starts to screw around a little bit with the Democrats, he's out. And he followed through on that promise yesterday. Very upset that McCarthy uh, worked with Democrats on that 45-day stopgap. I do find it a little disingenuous that Gates is mad at Kevin McCarthy for working with Democrats to pass that 45-day stopgap while Democrats while he worked with Democrats to oust Kevin McCarthy. You get what I'm saying
3: there? I see what you're saying. But ultimately, for me, I think Matt Gaetz is more upset about the ridiculous amount of spending. And the straw that broke the camel's back was when Matt Gates started hearing some scuttlebutt that Kevin McCarthy, while he didn't put Ukraine money in the stopgap right, bill, right. he was working on another bill- to fund Ukraine with the Democrats,
2: and look, if that was the case, and and Gates and the Freedom Caucus had him commit to stuff, because there was like before he's voted House Speaker. I mean, he went went through like five days of votes, like 15 different times of you know voting before they finally uh, come to an agreement. That certain members of the Republicans would vote for him, right? It and was if a marathon. If, he, if he was breaking those deals and if he's doing back alley back alley agreements with Democrats, then then Gase had a point. So the question now becomes who's
3: next? And we've already got a couple names in the mix. It feels like this, who's next process is going a little quicker than a lot of people anticipated. So,
2: Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan yeah. both have their names in the mix. Can I just say something? Steve Scalise has cancer. He just announced he has a rare form of blood can- cancer that is treatable. Yes. Doesn't make sense to me that he would want this j- job in any capacity while getting chemotherapy for this. I mean you have to be on the road fundraising a speaker of the House hundreds of days out right. of a year.
3: And you can't just keep an eye on your Republicans. You've got to keep an eye on what the Democrats are doing, too, because as the speaker, you kind of get the say of what's going on here. You're the person in charge of the House of Representatives. So I'm kind of in on Jim Jordan if this is the case. He's the founder of the House Freedom Caucus, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. Is he perfect? No, but nobody is. And I feel like he's the guy that everybody could rally around And make this process as painless as humanly possible. That's the guy. He's kind of a flamethrower. He's going to be tough on accountability. He wants some of these investigations done.
2: Yeah, I I wonder how successful he's been at the Judiciary Committee, his role as chair there. How much have they actually accomplished? Uh, Gates was critical of Jordan's role uh, with the weaponization of the FBI. Said it was kind of a weak, it ended up being a weak um, so, sort of theaterish type of uh type of deal, but Gates has endorsed Jordan right. as uh, uh, he said he'd be fine with him being speaker.
3: Thomas Massey has endorsed Jordan. Gates has endorsed Jordan. One person that will not be voicing their opinion on support. <laughs> Of Jim Jordan is former Speaker Newt Gingrich. Newt is ticked off. This whole thing happened in the first place. A lot of people are. Take a listen to the former House
5: Speaker talking
3: about what's happening now.
5: Ninety six percent of the Republicans voted for McCarthy. Four percent voted against him. From my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. All eight of them should, in fact, be primaried. They should all be driven out of public life. What they did was to go to the other team to cause total chaos. We ought to be focusing on Biden. We ought to be focusing on the economy. We ought to be focusing on the border. Instead, you're going to get a week or 10 days of the media focusing on Republican disarray. It's an astonishingly destructive behavior by a handful of egocentric people who think they're superior to 96 percent of the conference. Now, I like
3: Newton. He's been on this show a couple times, but I don't know if I can go down the traitor rabbit hole.
2: People accuse the Gang of Eight of being unserious or performance artists, you know, nihilists. Yeah, traitor is a bit of a hyperbole for me. I think one of
3: my favorite statements was from Ron DeSantis, who was asked about what's going on, and his whole angle was. Let's be perfectly clear. I hated McCarthy before it was cool.
6: You know, I I've, uh, I opposed McCarthy when it, when it wasn't cool years ago. Um, and he's really somebody that Donald Trump has backed and put into that position. Uh, and so I think that they've not delivered results. Uh, I think the contrast between Florida, us delivering results, and what you have in Washington is typically failure theater. This is because of what they've done in Washington.
1: So we need a whole different approach.
3: There's a little history there between McCarthy and DeSantis. They don't like each other. So DeSantis was like, let me be the guy that says, I liked the band before they were popular. I didn't like McCarthy before you guys kicked him out. Ron DeSantis. But he did mention Trump in there, too. He did. And last night, this was before Jim Jordan declared he wanted to be the new speaker. Jim Jordan was a guest on Sean Hannity's program, And take a listen to this. Knowing what we know now, you can kind of gauge Jim Jordan's reaction. But Sean Hannity presented Jordan the idea of Donald Trump wanting to be the speaker.
4: Uh, I've now heard from a number of people. I know for a fact Donald Trump has been contacted uh, about possibly him being an interim speaker. Is that a reality? I, I don't know. I, he'd be great, but I, I actually, I want Donald Trump to be the next president of the United States. If he wants to be speaker, well, great. Still, but well, he, I, I want, I'll be I clear. Him, I want him to be president. Still of the run for States. president. Still go, he's Good. still going to be running for president. That's where we need him. Is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If he wants to be speaker, then that's fine too.
2: You could hear, yeah, you could hear Jim Jordan almost on the tip of his tongue. No, 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 I want to be House Speaker. No, 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 I want Trump. Trump's finest president. I'll do it this time. I want to show you a photo that Donald
3: Trump put out uh, about an hour or so ago on Truth Social. Nige, tell everybody what you see in this picture that I'm presenting <laughs> to you right now
2: he's at the he's sitting where the house speaker would normally sit with the gavel in his hand and a make America great again hat <laughs> with the American flag behind him
3: so for those not on truth <laughs> social hilarious. I will screenshot Re-shot this that.
2: screenshot that and retweet that that's and that's put hilarious. this on the Hammer and Nigel show oh, Twitter the liberal heads that would spin and the thing is we can't it's not out of the realm of possibility We thought Donald Trump uh, becoming president of the United States back in 2015. People laughed at the notion hammer. You're right. And we can't take anything off the table now at this point of who they're going to replace McCarthy with. And Trump is not saying no.
3: Keep that in mind.
2: He's not saying
3: no. He's not interested. He's doing quite the opposite.
9: (laughs) Are you really okay? Are you okay? Everything's going to be
1: okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty far from okay. Uh. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel.
2: Okay! I'm Nigel. Hammer's right over there. Charmin. Spent five years working on a redesign of the toilet paper square so that it's easier to make a neat tear along the perforation line. But to do it, they had to make the line wavy, not straight, so it's no longer a square. Are you okay with this hammer? Five years. Five years. Five years.
3: This is how long it took the masterminds at Sharman to come up with the perfect way to rip off TP. Now, Nige, I don't know about you, but when it's go time in the bathroom... I don't care if the line is wavy, I don't care if the line is straight or perforated, it's getting
2: ripped off, and it's going to see some stuff that it probably doesn't want to see. Here's the thing, Charmin was getting complaints from customers saying it wasn't tearing in a straight line, maybe it would tear off an extra square that it didn't want, maybe it would tear in half. So there, not only I see your point about somebody at Charmin working on this problem for five years, but there were people that were complaining, writing into to Charmin, taking time out of their day to say, "Hey, uh, we need to do something about this problem, or else I'm going to switch toilet paper companies."
3: So. I hear that, and I'm not okay with this, because I want you to think about this. When the pandemic happened, they rushed out an experimental vaccine that we <laughs> pumped into our veins like that. Boom. But when it comes to something you're going to wipe your butt with, it takes five years of the best <laughs> scientific minds in this country coming together, doing experiments. No, I'm not okay with this, and mark my words, Nigel, when I become the governor, when I become become the president, yes. we're going to crack down on the amount of money and funding that Charmin gets if it takes five years to come up with this. And oh, by the way, we're going to change the ads, too. No more bears running around playing with teepee. If you want to have cartoon bears, they better be wiping their butt.
2: <laughs> by the way, Sharmans not even the best of the toilet paper companies. Cottonelle all the way, baby. Oh, man. Cottonelle, Shots fired. Cottonelle. No questions asked. Cottonelle my, Joe, look at my you. my wife still refuses to buy it because it's cheaper at Costco. The uh, the whatever the brand is that they sell at Costco.
3: But I do have the impression that your lovely wife, Lindsay, has never been in a situation that you or I have been in, where you're either drunk or in the woods, and you're debating, <laughs> do I just let it go, do I use a sock, or do I use a leaf? I'm willing to bet she's made better decisions in life than that. Uh,
2: I have friends that have had to make that decision. Yes, for sure. So th- they're joggers. They were jogging through Eagle Creek two separate times, two separate incidents. They left their box. Uh, behind one time and their socks behind a second time.
3: I love you throwing your friends under the bus. Like you <laughs> totally haven't thrown away a pair of underpants at the airport.
2: Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, they were a pair of uh, polka dot yellow uh, Abercrombie boxers uh, back in the early 2000s. Like a chick I was dating then bought before for me. Had to leave them, had to leave them behind. <laughs> I don't um, think we need any more information than okay, that. Okay, we can move on here. There's an article going around that argues we should all be washing our bananas before we eat them is that a slang term are we talking about real (laughs) bananas or yeah we're gonna get wild tonight i'm gonna wash my banana Um, (laughs) no uh, i guess they're saying the peel can have bacteria on it that could still get in your mouth uh they're saying you should also wash avocados for the same reason are you okay with this
3: No, 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 not okay with this, because if you're the kind of person that puts the peel in your mouth, and you feel like that's the way to eat a banana, I've got issues with that. But I'm not okay with this, because (laughs) this doesn't really apply to me. Maybe you, but not me, because one, I don't like avocados. I know that's a hot take, but I don't like avocados (laughs) at all. I don't either. No, you're right, I don't like I always wash the fruit
2: before I eat it, even if it's something
3: you peel, right? If I'm going to have a fruit of some kind, you
2: rinse it off. Even the banana? Even a banana. Yeah. Okay. No, I I think this is, I think that's what they were talking about. I don't think they were talking about people that eat the whole banana. Do you know people that eat the whole banana peel and all? I've seen people on social media do that. That's so gross. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean, this is coming from the guy that was, you know, washing his individual beer cans down with bleach during COVID. So (laughs) uh, I can't take too seriously anything that I do. Uh, But I I did get halfway into that. Did you guys ever do that in COVID? Did you? The
3: first week. The first week
2: when you didn't know what was real, what was not.
3: Because, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. What was beating over our heads was that people were going to be dying in the streets left and right of this thing. And for the first week, that panic that happened, you know, you've got that map of the COVID map on the screen. Uh And you're washing beer cans. You're washing Pop-Tarts. You're washing everything. (laughs) And then about a week later, I think it set in. Wait a minute here.
2: This is, something's up. This is dumb. I got something's about, up. I, I didn't wait a week for me. It was like halfway through my case of Miller Lite. <laughs> I got about twelve in. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. If I get it, I get it. At this <laughs> point, <laughs> all right. Uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie. No, not okay with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not done yet. Uh, anyway, she's got this. This it's called Eras. Uh, it's a, it's a, just like a documentary, a tour, uh, a movie, has hit pre-sale records at movie theaters so far. Are you okay with that? Like, AMC said it made $20 million on the first day of pre-sales, August 31st. I mean, that's hitting records. Another theater chain saying it's 10 times higher in demand for any other film uh, that the company's re- been released. You know what? Begrudgingly, I'm
3: okay with this, because Taylor Swift is doing more for the economy than the Biden administration (laughs) is right now. Yeah, We may have a little burnout of Taylor, because the NFL is shoving the Kelsey relationship down our throats. You can't watch a Kansas City Chiefs game without half of the broadcast being dedicated to Taylor. But, I mean, her tour is a monster. It's, you know, creating jobs. It's bringing
2: money into cities. Tens of millions of dollars with these multi day uh, stints in the cities. And she
3: pays her staff really well. We had that story recently where, you know, the truck drivers for her concert and the roadies and all that kind of stuff, she pays them like tens of thousand dollar bonuses on the road, so I get it. We're all burned out of hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all that kind of stuff. But I may disagree with her politically, but man, her
2: tour is helping this economy, so I'm okay with it. By the way, the movie comes out October 13th, projected to earn between $100 and $125 million on opening weekend. (laughs) I mean, you got to tip your hat, right? Yeah, I'm sure my wife and my daughter will be first in line at that movie. Okay, uh, 80s sex symbols, Lonnie Anderson, Morgan Fairchild, Linda Gray, Donna Mills, and Nicolette Sheraton will star in the Lifetime movie... Ladies of the 80s, a Diva's Christmas. Are you okay with this? (laughs) Sure. Why the hell not? Ladies of the 80s, a Diva's Christmas.
3: You got to tip your hat to Lifetime, too, because they've reached that point to where they know people kind of make fun of them and they thrive on
2: it. They embrace it, yeah.
3: They embrace it. Like the Sharknado movies that come out. Like they're super ridiculous,
2: but. Bynonics. It's another good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's Biden is totally embraced by economics, even though that was meant to be uh, an insult. Right, one hundred percent. It's a great example.
3: Uh, so you get
2: to tell me. I get to look at some chicks from the '80s that were smoke shows
3: back then. Some of them still got their fastball. Sure, why the hell not? But I will say this: I am a little upset at the lack of hot heathers in this movie because if you're going to tell me you've got ladies of the '80s and no hot heathers, I'm talking about Heather Locklear and Heather Thomas. The eighties oh. had more hot heathers per capita than any other decade. I'm a little upset there's no hot heathers here, but I'm still okay with it. Christy Brinkley? Should that be on the list? Maybe. Come yeah, on. I think Christy Brinkley should be on there. I mean, there are some, you know, notable omissions here, but <laughs> I'm not gonna complain at Lonnie Anderson up there doing her thing. A little WKRP action. I'm good with that.
2: Jason Hammer, right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. Investigative reporter for the Daily Signal. And sometime,
3: I don't know, in the next 10 years, he's going to start a night show here at WIBC. (laughs) Tony Kennett joins us, the Tonus. How are you, my friend? I'm good, but the
7: show started two weeks ago. I guess you haven't been listening no i haven't at all i didn't know it was on the air it's not on the air yet okay but i I thought that'd be i thought that'd be fun to screw with you it's coming as soon as corporate figures out the contract all
3: right because it feels like we've been talking about this for a while and uh, i'm looking forward to the night show but let's get into uh meat and potatoes here yesterday an interesting day to say the least at the house of representatives kevin mccarthy out and now we sit and we wait what are your thoughts
7: Honestly, at this point, I think it's kind of a circus, Uh, the the whole thing. Uh, Nothing is getting done anyway, so at least we're getting a show. Uh, There's rumors uh, that there are a couple contenders. Of course, course I've heard that some people think Donald Trump should be the next speaker. I think that would be hilarious.
3: (laughs) Hell, the old man himself is not ruling it out. He spoke today, and he's not saying
7: no. No, and honestly, he's like, I'll do whatever ever best for the American people, which if you know Donald Trump is, I will drop everything right now to preside <laughs> over the Biden impeachment
2: trial.
3: <laughs> and Jim Jordan oh, 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 oh. has officially kind of thrown his uh, name into the mix here. So, again, we've got names. Nigel and I were talking earlier, Tony. I feel like Jim Jordan is the guy that could probably
7: get this thing relatively quickly. I think so, and honestly, I think the only thing that prevented Jim Jordan from uh, being a viable contender last time is that he told everyone, quit voting for me. I don't want to be Speaker. So now he wants to be Speaker. He's who the majority of the country, who I would say from the neocons in California and New York on that Republican side to the more Midwestern populist and traditional conservatives, they like Jim. I mean, he's a good choice for the the Speaker, and I would honestly, I think that he would be the best thing to come out of this train wreck.
2: Well— You mentioned the word circus. Yesterday, as soon as this all went down, it kind of felt like I used the word chaos yesterday. Then I woke up this morning, and I had my cereal, put the kids to school, uh, got dressed, came to work, had lunch, and I'm like... You know, I'm still living. I'm still at work. Are we in a state of chaos right now? Honestly, I think it's
7: more telling that I'm more interested in knowing what kind of cereal you had for breakfast <laughs> than what's going on at the Capitol. Fruit Loops. Oh, see, now that that's a good choice, yeah. unlike most of Congress's bills. See, there
2: you go, a little joke
7: for, hey, um, for the kids.
2: Are you okay with Kevin McCarthy being ousted?
7: Uh, I honestly didn't care. I know that that sounds like probably the most blase. If he would have stayed, okay. I thought he's doing a better job than a lot of people were giving him credit for. Uh, Representative Sparks didn't think, though. So she was so angry that he had kicked the can on the National Debt Commission to next year, when no one's going to be paying attention anyway, uh, that she threatened to resign from Congress. And that's a little weird for a number of reasons, but I, I actually got a chance to speak with her yesterday. We talked for a while about it. I mean, I I guess this is really big happenings for the people on Capitol Hill, but, Nigel, you're right. For you and me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, again, it's just such a mess at this point. Nothing's really getting done. No one's really being served. It's, it's like watching a frat party devolve into chaos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Alright, so let's go back to Victoria Sparks here for just a moment, because again, you spoke with her, you've got the article up at the Daily Signal. She voted to move forward with kicking out McCarthy, but when it was time to vote to actually do it, she went the other direction.
7: Uh, that's the question that I have, honestly, and I I, I uh, am planning on kind of a follow up, reaching out, kind of waiting to see who gets the speaker first, because I want to see what uh, she does regarding the speaker voting process. Uh, many have asked, you know, hey, if you're, you know, end of term next year anyway, you know, why threaten to resign if you're going to be out the door? She told me that, you know, she's already wasting time being away from her family. Uh, she she doesn't like, basically, that we're getting ready to go into 2024 and nothing is going to get done because all of the focus is going to be on, she said, fundraising and re-election, which is true. And I, I agree with her sentiment there, but I, I don't know. I would like to at least see her kind of raising a bit of hell and rabble-rousing during that last year rather than just saying, you know what, screw it, it's not worth it, and coming home.
3: Tony Kennett joining us of The Daily Signal. So, let's go back to, I think you called it a circus earlier, and a lot of people have that same uh, feeling, that it was chaotic, it was a circus yesterday, it's been chaos for 48 hours, but if, and again, this is a big if, but if Jim Jordan gets into the speaker's chair, and it happens relatively quickly, I feel like that's a big upgrade. I don't think that's chaotic at all.
7: No, but of course when you have chaos you can get the worst out of a situation, which is that somehow the Democrats end up getting someone in, which is not off the table with how crazy things are. But you can also get the best thing out, which is I would have preferred to see Jim Jordan over McCarthy in the first place. That would be excellent. I mean, he would bring all of the issues to the forefront. He's been talking about it for months, from the national debt to the border situation to the Ukraine appropriations bills. Those are the kind of things he cares about. That's what the majority of the country cares about. And I don't think that he would be putting things off until the end of 2024, because that's what the California GOP says is wise.
2: Where are we standing on Matt Gates, uh, representative out of Florida that kind of pushed this whole thing through? I mean, one of the criticisms is that he uh, was angry in McCarthy for uh, getting Democrats to vote on this stopgap bill when he himself used Democrats to uh, vacate the, the Speaker of the House.
7: Right. Honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with Matt Gates. when it comes to looking at how he gets up and talks and his policies. He says a lot of great stuff. And then at other times he just makes me cringe internally, and it's awkward and it's embarrassing. And he's partnering with like, partnering with uh, MTG at times or uh, Groper Bobert out in Colorado. <laughs> and I, honestly, I, I I want to like him at times because what he says is true. You know, we've been disobeying and basically violating U.S. budget law for most of our lives. That's very very true. No one ever gets up in Congress and says that, other than you know when whenever. Uh, whenever the great senator from Kentucky gets up and makes one of his libertarian speeches. So that's excellent. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled to see him say that. But, yeah, there is a little bit of cringy, just partisan politic, slapping each other like toddlers on the playground that I think he's the origin of a lot of. And it's not helpful. It, it honestly often embarrasses the party. So I'm, I'm very torn.
3: Was the timing right here? Because that's been the big question that I've been thinking about over the last, you know, 18, 20 plus hours here. You know, this could have been done months ago before Hunter Biden was going to court, before there were, you know, impeachment questions and inquiries about the big guy, before a lot of these left leaning polls came out that shows people are giving the Democratic Party two double birds right now. It feels like this may have taken a lot of momentum away from the Republicans with 2024. I don't know. Do you think the timing was right here?
7: Honestly, I think that at some point, the Republican Party is going to Have to re figure out what on earth it stands for because Ukraine showcased this quite perfectly. There's a very big divide in how the elitists on the coast, Republicans, and also some in Indianapolis believe that republicanism should be. And then you have some populists and traditional conservatives and even libertarians who think entirely differently. Honestly, as far as the timing into 2024, I don't really think that the majority of the country was feeling this momentum into impeachment and this momentum into passing bills and this momentum. Everyone has basically been saying, yeah, sure, the GOP says they're going to do something, but I'll bet balls to bones that they're going to do nothing as usual. So I don't really feel the the country's momentum being shaken here. This is honestly just more of the same until Republicans actually drag Biden before Congress. I don't think anybody's going to care or have any faith that the GOP was going to do anything anyway. I think this was necessary.
2: And so there's some hardcore guys, like Rob Kendall was talking about this this morning, and I have a neighbor that says the same thing. I'm glad McCarthy's gone because there's no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats right now. It doesn't matter if it's McCarthy in there or Hakeem Jeffries or Nancy Pelosi. So I disagree with that
7: one, and the reason I disagree with that one is because it's very easy for for populists and for third-party libertarians like Rob to get up in front of the country and go, they're both the same. It's a uniparty. No, it's not the same. It's not. A Democrat with corporate interests is different than a Republican with corporate interests. They can both be bad. They can both be something that I don't prefer without saying they're the same thing. And the reason I push back is because then you get people saying, well, it would be better if it was a Democrat, so then people would know how bad things really were. Like some people are saying about the Indy's mayor race or the Indiana's gubernatorial race, and people seem to forget that when a Democrat is in power, the people they appoint – are a lot worse than even the Republicans that we don't like are. And so I think you got to keep that in perspective.
3: Okay, so I will clap back here just a little bit, because sometimes these people are the same. To me, honestly, Governor Holcomb might as well be a Democrat. We've been talking all week long about this awful judge that he appointed That is going soft on crime at an alarming rate here in Marion County. So every once in a while, I think you find Republicans and Democrats who may be the same person who make the same bad decisions. All right. Coming up next, I want to get your opinion on the Noblesville school shooter. Happened a number of years ago, getting ready to be released. Tony, can you stick around and share your thoughts on that? Absolutely. All right. Tony Kennett's with us from The Daily Signal. More when we come back on The Hammer and Nigel Show. Back on The Hammer and Nigel Show, chatting with the Tonus, Tony Kennett of The Daily Signal. Uh, Tony, for those who don't know your background, we talk about it often, but maybe somebody's tuning in for the first time. You were a longtime educator. In Indiana through the IPS schools. Uh, You started multiple websites talking about what's really happening with education, not only in Indiana, but around the country. And now you kind of do that as an investigative reporter with the Daily Signal. So I know education is close to your heart. I'm curious as to what you think about the Noblesville school shooter who is about to be released back to his parents, uh, the old ankle monitor trick, when it sounds like there still may be some issues with this person.
7: So I have a very severe issue at any given time with the idea that just locking someone up, And kind of giving them an extended timeout equals rehabilitation. We don't see that. Uh, Honestly, there have been other methods um, in rehabilitation, especially when it comes to minors over the last several centuries, that have been far more effective than saying, you're going to get a timeout, and then we're going to give you an ankle monitor. The guy doesn't sound repentant. He got in a fight with uh, others while he was on the inside of, of juvie, and again, he basically wanted to commit a very serious school shooting, and I really don't see any evidence that throwing him out there with an ankle monitor is going to do anything. We don't see that ankle monitors actively prevent crime. They don't actually make any market difference, especially in premeditated acts, uh, especially that are retaliatory. So, I mean, okay, this is the justice system in how it works. Um, Honestly, I think that when it comes to dealing in situations of educational prowess like that, he either should have been locked up a long time or we should have started with corporal punishment in the first place.
2: Yeah, I just don't know what you do here because, you know, his time was up and they applied for several different residential holding facilities. They all denied him. And so you're saying you think he should just remain in jail?
7: Well, I mean, we have to take a look at the, how serious the crime is. Either you know, school shootings are a very serious crime that yep. we're going to take exceptionally seriously. Either that's a capital crime or it's not. Or it's not. I, really, I mean, he's already out? I mean, I, the Noblesville school lockdown happened while I was in the classroom at Knightstown. So that was like, what, 2017, 2018, it's around that day, time?
3: It? Yeah, it was on carb day here. I remember distinctively, Nige and I were on the air that day
7: right all of the area schools got locked down our school got locked down for a while as well because all of them did in the greater like central indiana area and it's just that that's not that long ago and he's already back out so we're not going to take the crime seriously, but then when the crime happens, we're all going to get up on TV and pretend it's serious. Yeah, that's not going to do anything. We've
3: got about 30 seconds left here, Tonus. Tonight, I believe, is your first A Night with WIBC,
7: presented by Relay Indiana. You excited? I'm thrilled, man. We've got some great stuff coming, and I get to rassle all you guys together as the moderator for the panel.
3: Yeah, you're doing the, uh, the big yeah. roundtable discussion. You're the moderator, man. We're looking forward to it. All right, we'll see you uh, over at the Historical Society here in just a little bit. Sounds good, guys. See you soon. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.